Hold on, let me find the music here. Auto Press episode 56. Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak. We've made it that far, JP. Dang, I was actually going to make fun of you if you tried to fumble through the number again. <laughs> I know. After you you busted my chops last week, I I yeah, just looked. Right before we started, I almost said something like, "Don't don't do that whole thing again where you say I don't know what number it is." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's perfect, and I I knew that I couldn't do that again. I've done that too many times here lately. I needed to look and see kind of get back in the groove of the podcast now this is I think we've done three weeks, weeks in a row three or four weeks in a row now maybe four we weeks did a in a row live one we did a couple live ones before i retreated back north yep rumors you're coming back shortly though coming back next week be back in Probably the i'll be I'll, I'll work to get back in the studio for tuesday i mean i i can't leave on like a wednesday because then there's what's the point of leaving then I, I gotta leave monday because then i can get back for tng that's right Speak, speaking of tng it's a tough night tough night team lost by one we just we fumbled down the stretch it was it was uh it was painful but we had a good time yeah so my third so for, third time out this year so i'm just i'm just happy to be out there at this point so i i was watching from online and I pulled it up and I'm just looking through and I see John Wright's at minus eight so I click on it to see where he made all his birdies and I'm like well god dang John Wright made a hole in one and then <laughs> I click I click on your name to see if you got a skin and you made a hole in one in the same hole so then I'm thinking alright something weird is going on here yeah so. <laughs> just we had to play the the same nine twice and you had to so we had to enter scores in relation to par and one of them was a par five that we're playing from the red tees and we made an eagle. We both made eagle, so we had to go in as a one. It's a good thing nobody made a <laughs> nobody made it two. We wouldn't would have really screwed up screwed up the system. Mm-hmm. But what a what a weekend of golf! What a roller coaster ride that was. Oh, roller coaster for sure. I went to bed Saturday night counting the FedEx Cup points for Brendan Todd <laughs> before he even teed off. <laughs> had him back in the lead. Back in the I FedEx mean, Cup lead? He hadn't missed a shot for like three days. Started putting pretty good, clearly, on Saturday. I mean, he still could have shot. He, he could have shot 55 or 56 on Saturday. Yeah. Without even thinking about it. But um, I don't know. I mean, just crazy things happen in the game of golf, man. Crazy things happen. Yeah, and, and I mean... I don't know how closely our listeners watched everything, but I mean, I I made it back to my parents' house about two o'clock, and Brendan teed off at two o five, and we watched we watched every shot. And um, if he could have just gotten a putt to go in somewhere fairly early on, whether it was a he had a decent putt at uh, number five, he had a decent putt on number eight, he had a decent putt on nine. 10 11 i mean it just 
and then, you know, firing at that flag just on 12 that he probably wouldn't have normally. Right. And ends up, you know, obviously on the side of that bunker. And like he said, if that thing rolls down to the, into the bunker, that's a pretty easy shot. But instead yeah. it sticks up there, you know, in four inch rough where it looks like it was about six inches off the ground. And I honestly think he was worried about going straight under it. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was thinking he was just going to leave it in the rough there and then have an awkward chip. I mean, it just as unfortunate. But, I mean, things could have happened. With, what holes was it, 10, where DJ rolled in that putt from off the green? Oh. That was ridiculous. Yeah, they were like They I, were even talking on TV. They were like, you know, if Brendan can roll this one in, we could have a two-shot swing here because DJ had just taken the lead on nine, and, and Brendan just missed the putt on 10, and then DJ... Yeah, from down in the swale, yeah, using the putter with no pin in. I mean, it was and just rolled right in there. I mean, it was. And, and then on twelve, DJ tees off first, and I think his ball is going to be not out of play, correct, but in, a, in a tough spot, and he ends up in a perfect lie. And yeah, Beacon doesn't know that from the fairway, but he's got to try and put some pressure on him. He he could have been like, you know what, maybe DJ's got a tough spot over there. I'm gonna. I'm going to try and squeeze this one in there. I haven't missed a shot in two weeks, whatever. Yeah, and on, on the telecast, you could hear Brennan say, you know, just an inch late on it. Yeah. But, Have but you yeah. talked to him? What happened with the one near the uh, near the TV tower? It looked like he hit it with his practice swing. Yeah, I no, I haven't. So kind of to set it up, um, Rachel came into town Saturday morning, and we actually ended up out at the pool on Saturday because we didn't, because we were watching the horrible coverage Saturday morning when Brendan got up and took the lead, and we hadn't seen a shot. Yeah. And so we, <laughs> so we thought the TV coverage. I said, "Well, it's not coming on CBS until three o'clock, so there's no point in sitting here trying to watch it." And then we got out to the pool, and Brendan's brother Tyler texted and said that he could was watching it on the CBS Sports app. So we found, oh. so that was on the phone. So we watched it kind of by the pool on the phone and everything was going well. So we didn't want to mess anything up. And Brendan shot 61. And then, so we ended up planning to watch it back at my parents' house on, on Sunday. And so yeah. I haven't one-on-one -on -one talked to Brendan, but um, he called, obviously he talked to Rachel and the kids and everybody after the round and even during the rain delay, but I haven't talked to him about any specific shots other than, you know, him saying that on about 12 and, and all that. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. That was a weird deal. I, and I think they were right on the TV covers talking about the shot from over the green. It looked like he had a really good lie and probably didn't want to drop it. I just think he didn't hit it. I mean, I think he was just trying to get too cute with it. Right. He had to try and do something. Yeah. I mean, if you if you go back up and there and you tell him... I mean, even if it's a perfect shot there, he's going to make a five. So, and, then you, and then you get to the next hole, DJ hits in the train tracks. Yeah, DJ pumped it out of bounds, and, and Brendan had a 12-footer again that I think I even said, if Brendan makes this and Dustin misses... He's still down three. He's only down three shots. Yeah. And obviously, it, it didn't. that didn't happen. Or no, he would have been down two shots. Yeah, I think it would have been. 
might have even only been no, it'd been. He yeah, would he would have made a birdie, and Dustin would have made a double. Yeah. And he would have only been down two shots, and then they didn't. So then he was down four. No, he would have been down one because he was down four, right? He made the triple. He went to no, he was down five. He was down You're five. Right. You're right. But he still could have gotten right back within two. Yeah. If things broke right, but. And then he won the 16th hole against Dustin Johnson. That's right. Lock, lock of the year. My brother, my brother is driving home from DC. And he had he had taken B Todd on the week, so he was he was feeling pretty good when he started that drive out, you know. And then nothing good's happening, and the rain delay is about to happen. And he finds a live bet, and it was there was only one live bet going on, and it was plus it was, it was basically three to one for B Todd to win the 16th hole. <laughs> and so he, he did. <laughs> yeah. And DJ made a bogey. <laughs> After a 30-minute rain delay, wait. Yeah, that was great. That was funny, but some people were talking about Dustin getting some breaks or, and making some putts. He well, made the, the one break's a little overblown. The one on the par four where, I mean, he was going to drop there anyway and end up Yeah, you're talking about on the 15th hole. Yeah. Right. He was going to. Like if that doesn't if that does if that bounces in the water he drops and has the same shot he had for his third shot anyway. Right. Yeah, I but didn't. He still had a, he had a great shot and made a great par. Right. I don't know how it stopped there, but it would have been one thing if like it stopped there and then he got up and down for birdie. Right. But you know it's just one of those things. It's like his like DJ's drive on twelve could have ended up where how Brendan's second shot did. I mean it just. Yeah. It's one of those things, and he could have gotten a, a bad break, but he also made a he made three putts of ten feet or longer on the front nine. Dustin did, so that's right. why you win golf tournaments. I mean, that guy's twenty one twenty one W's on tour, dude. That guy's pretty good. Yeah, that guy's pretty. He's won every year he's been on tour. Yeah, it was third. I think it's 13 straight years. Yeah. 13 straight seasons because. Well, I, I, caught, I mean, that's incredible. The wraparound season, great. Found it. Yeah. I think it, I think they showed the stat and it was Arnold. I think I'm remembering this correctly. Arnold and Jack won 17 in a row. Tiger was 14 in a row and Dustin is now 13 in a row. Yep. But, Not slowing down either. How old is he? 30, 34, 35? No, I think he's 35. He's fifth yeah, on the money list, all-time money list. $61 million for Dustin Johnson. He's fifth on the all-time money list now? Fifth on the all-time money list. It goes, it goes Tiger, Phil, Fierick, VJ, Dustin Johnson. Wow. Yeah. Okay, if, so you, if you go up to the average golf fan, or average sports fan, and you say, who's better, Ricky Fowler or Dustin Johnson? <laughs> 95% of America is going to say Ricky Fowler. And they're, they're even going to argue he's more consistent or something like that. Like, it's unbelievable the amount of recognition that Dustin Johnson does not get. Yeah. He should have won four majors, probably. I was about to say, so the only, the only knock on him really has got to be the majors. Only winning, yeah. only winning one... The one in Oakmont. I mean, he gassed with you. 
Well, how about he slipping down the... Jordan Spieth was terrible. Oh, yeah, at the U.S. Open. Yeah. When it was at Chambers Bay. He three-putted from, like, 12 feet on the line. He had a putt to win. Yeah. And then the the one year at the Masters when everybody thought he was going to win and he fell down the stairs. Do you remember that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still don't think that's the truth, but... Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't think him and John Rahm are going to play any practice rounds together. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, 2019, he was uh, second in the PGA, second at the Masters. Oh, he was one shot out of the Masters yeah. last year. He had, a, he had a great final day at the Masters. I think he made a putt on 18. He was a clubhouse leader for a while. Yeah. Uh, third at the 18 U.S. Open. Um, one. Fifth or second in the 2015 U.S. Open. I mean, you think about Goodness guys like gracious. Like, like you think about like, I'm not saying maybe like Freddie Couples. People people sit there and they say Freddie Couples is like an all time great player. Dustin Johnson is way better than he ever was. Yeah, and I guess you can't Love. you can't say the you can't say the I don't know Davis Love won 20 times on tour, right? Yeah. So Dustin just passed him. Dustin passed him. And yeah. he's got he's got at least ten years left out there. Yeah, as long as he can stay out of trouble. I think he's got that squared away now. Maybe. He seems to work pretty hard. I mean from every everything I hear, and you see a lot of pictures of him working out all the time and grinding it away. I don't know. I I'm impressed by the guy. Yeah, he's he's impressive. I think, that I think he might I think he might be one of the more underrated players ever. How about that drive he hit on eighteen? Yeah, just gets up there. He, he's been squirreling it around for four or five holes. Had a rain delay. He's got to hit a shot. And he just pumps it up there. He he was like fifteen or twenty yards by the next closest by, guy. He, yeah, when they did that overlay, and his ball yeah. was I think he was fifteen yards in front of fifteen yards in front of the next longest. Right, which was Will Gordon. Nice. He he had a big W against uh, John Ronda. Cal's Locks had a pretty good week. Got Cal's Locks got hot on Sunday, huh? Cal's Locks had two big underdogs on Sunday. Lee Rogers got to like that. Hopefully, he got into it. They're they're kind of late late additions to the Twitter. Yeah. Well, I know, but Pat and Kazire. I mean, he had a good week. How about that? Yeah, Patton had a Patton had a great week. Top five. I had I looked it up and and uh, Patton had really been struggling. So right. maybe the uh, the quarantine was good. I think it just let some guys that were in a in a slump kind of reset. I mean, when sure. and it and it gave them also like Patton. I think was this Patton's last year on his exemption. I don't. I don't know. I was wondering about that. Well, let, let's pretend it was. <laughs> it, it gives him that the quarantine gave him a reset because no matter what, at the start of twenty twenty one, he has the same status he had this year. Correct. You know, so that kind of makes it a little. I'm not going to say easier, but he's not out there playing for his job every day. Yeah, he'd had a. He'd had a. Uh... A rough go 
this year. I was trying to pull up his – I mean, 15 – this year he played 15 events, missed nine cuts, one top yeah. 25 and one top 10. Yeah, he was gone. That is – that is – Luckiest luckiest player in the world. Luckiest kid in college golf is what Lee Williams used to call it, say. <laughs> Never figured that out. That's great. But that was that was Lee Williams' take on him. Love it. Um, and desire. Where do you where do you want to go next? I mean, we got there's a lot. I wanna, I've got I've got one thing that I want to cover early. Okay. And I'm gonna pick on you a little bit, but not I'm not gonna try to. That's fine. I can but take it. I'm gonna talk about retirement from professional golf. <laughs> And I've got I've got this written down, so go ahead. The re, the reason I'm picking on you is because you played professional golf, right? Mm-hmm. But you just never got there. You don't have some big announcement saying you're retiring. You just you're just like you know what this isn't working out. I got nowhere else to play. I gotta I gotta find a better job, right? <laughs> yeah. Daniel Sum Dan, and the reason I'm bringing this up, Daniel Summerhays was out of status. He was conditional status on the on the web tour. And granted, the guy's won nine $9 million on tour. Great career. He won a nationwide event as an amateur. Um, he was a, he's a great golf family from Utah. His brother, I think, maybe, is Tony Finau's coach. I mean, his, his, Somebody nephew, is. His, his nephew won the U.S. Junior last year. I mean, they're, they're a golfing family. His yeah. sister tried to Monday qualify for the tournament, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> the corn, you're talking about the Corn Ferry event. I'm talking about the Corn Ferry. We've, we've gone away from the PGA Tour. I'm on the Corn Ferry. Daniel Summerhays from Utah. The Utah Championship was at his home course. I think he got a sponsor's exemption. I don't think he got in off his number. No way he got in off his number. But yeah, he makes this, he makes this big grand thing at the beginning of the week of how this is his last professional golf tournament. You know, I'm going to go. I'm retiring from professional golf. I'm going to become a school teacher and a high school golf coach. Awesome. Like, great. You've got a plan. You're going to stay close to home, hang out with your family. That's great. You know? Mm-hmm. The, the fact of the matter is you had nowhere else to play. <laughs> You're just – there's no Q school this fall. So you've got nothing to do. So like 2021 is going to be a little rocky for a professional golfer with no status. So like he's just looking for other options, you know? Why do, why do they word it that way? John Peterson did the same thing a couple of years ago. He's like, yeah, I'm retiring from the game. No, no, you just – you don't have status. Like, yeah, last year on the – in 2019 on the Corn Ferry Tour, Daniel Summer has played 19 events and missed 14 cuts. Finished yeah. 131st on the – money list and then I think you're right he must have gotten a sponsor's exemption because he was 131st on the money list so he wasn't getting he had no status no he had conditional some sort of conditional status is what they said because he gets he's eligible for the next reshuffle well okay so now he finished second so if you finish top 25 you get into the next tournament Mm Hmm. so he goes out there and makes this big thing. Even like, like Tony Finau is giving a whole. Oh, they said I didn't. Play with you. I, well, I didn't see this, but somebody said they had like a a video tribute board. Yeah, a video they, that they, they played for have, him before he played one week. If you go to his profile right now, you can't even see 2020 Corn Ferry Tour results if they're not even updated. But he finished 
He must love that Utah championship. He finished sixth there last year. Well, that's his home <laughs> course. Right. So he goes out, and I mean, awesome. Shoots 62 the final round. Doesn't think he's going to go anywhere from it. He's way back. Ends up in a playoff. It's a great putt in the playoff hole. And they're still saying that he's going to retire and everything, you know? <laughs> sure enough, he's in the field this week. Bumped out. He bumped out uh, Trevor Sluman to one of the alternate spots. <laughs> Trevor ended up getting in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be tough to show up on the range. You, you were just like hugging it out probably last week with all the tour reps, all the guys. You like loved being out here, guys, but the, the run's over. Like, like if VJ Singh quits playing golf, he's retiring. You know? <laughs> and do you agree that there's a difference here? Yeah, I, I just, I just, I played, if you're going to retire. League, I played Little League baseball. I didn't, I had nowhere else to go after Little League. I didn't <laughs> so retire. So you're tired. I, yeah, I wasn't going to make the major, so I didn't, I didn't retire from baseball. I just, I stopped. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get, so you, so he's going to go play next weekend. I'm trying to think where it is. But he's anyway, in Colorado. Colorado. So he's going to go play in Colorado and, He's going to play pretty much the rest of the year. Well, now he's so on his thing twenty twenty. So he's he made forty eight thousand dollars. He's now thirty first on the money list. So once you once they start reshuffling, he's going to get in a lot of events if he wants to. Yeah. No, I'm I'm completely with you on that. It's not retiring when you just don't have anywhere else to play. If you got nowhere else to play, you're not retiring. How about in 2016 at the PGA, Daniel Summers finished third? How about that? The 2016 U.S. Open, T8. Played in the Masters in 2017, made the cut, T46. There's no, there's no knock at the guy. The guy made nine million bucks on tour. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, he can. He obviously he can play, but yeah, yeah, he just kind of ran out of places to play. The game outgrew him. And then he retired until he like played Nose. really good. Cold Nose lost his status. <laughs> no, he retired, right? Yeah, now he's retired. <laughs> he finally so like, lost like, it. Stuart, you 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 retired. Yeah, I retired. Kevin Hafner retired. <laughs> no, I'm I'm completely with you on that, and I because I tried to look up some of his stats. And and, I, it was nice last week that they were doing all that, but I mean. He could have said at one point, like, you know, I'd love to still be playing. I get I get not going to Q school anymore. I get being like, you know what, I'm done with that grind. Uh, I'm not going to go to Q school and try to get my web card back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've got another job. This, this would be cool. But he could have he could have said to somebody, you know what, I, I love playing. I, I still wish that I could do it. It's just I'm out of places to play, so I'm, I'm getting new opportunities to support my family. If I get better and things come up, great, I'll be back. But don't say you're retired. <laughs> don't call it. They made such a big deal out of that being his last professional golf round. He's got a tee time on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm with you. And listen, I I love that he's playing. I would have been pissed off if he didn't play this week, just as much as I am questioning the retirement thing. Like, you, you can't. At this point, that PGA Tour care is pretty nice. No offense to all the school teachers out there, but 
PJ Tour is a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. No matter even if you miss every cut, you're still doing okay. Yeah, they find a way to to make some money. Yeah, he's gonna get pro amps. He's gonna get sponsorship deals somehow. He's gonna be all right. Well, he's delaying his retirement for at least one more week. I hope he. I hope he just keeps it going. This could be amazing. Might as well. Yeah. But his sister. How about his sister? Not his sister. His niece. So the the Summerhays family is incredible. What the. His nephew won the U.S. Junior, I said, and then his nephew's sister, his niece, tried to qualify last week. She shot 76 with, I think, two double bogeys on par fives. Playing the playing the men's tees. Well, yeah, she had. To. They're not gonna let you play the women's tees on a Monday qualifier. <laughs> well, I was just, I was just clarifying that you're talking about her in the Monday qualifier. And I think she's like 15. She might, I don't know how old she is, but pretty cool. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Patrick Summerhays. Nah. Can't find it on the Google machine. Well, talking about somebody else that's played and is going to get to keep playing, is Will Gordon was a pretty impressive story last week. Jeez. Kid from um, out of Vanderbilt got into, got in on sponsor exemption. He's now made enough money that he's got temporary what do they call it a special special temporary membership pretty cool yeah so he's gonna and I think he's pretty much made enough money that he'll be on he'll get his card next year I mean that that was his last sponsor invite so he's he got into seven events he was gonna be in the rocket mortgage too well he's yeah he is now but well, so he doesn't have to use more. a he doesn't have to use a sponsor exemption because he finished top ten. So but, he gets one more sponsor's invite from that. But now, but now he has unlimited sponsor invites. Oh, really? Because he he, I think it's either money or points. The that he made the same amount that one twenty five did last year, number one twenty five. Gotcha. Because how did he? I mean. Well, well, so he's when played. Did, he's, when did he graduate from Vanderbilt? I think nineteen. So, how is he getting all these exemptions this year? Well, he played in the Sanderson Farms, the Mayakoba, the RSM. He finished tenth. The Sony Open, the Farmers. He finished twenty-first. Puerto Rico twentieth, and then Travelers. He finished third. So, he's made seven hundred and fourteen thousand dollars already this year. He's made, I mean, four top twenty fives in seven events. It's pretty good. What was his? I mean, I know that he was a stud in college. Was, was he like a SEC Player of the Year once? Yes, that's what it said when he was at Vanderbilt. Pretty good um, Vanderbilt team there with him and John Augustine. Yeah, and John Augustine's still there. Made Coming it to back. the made it to the quarterfinals of the twenty eighteen USAM. So he was a really good player, but I will say on number, uh, what hole were they watching? It was Saturday. He was on nine, and he hit a he hit a tee ball, and it wasn't half. It wasn't to its apex yet, and he took that driver and slammed it so hard into the ground. Oh yeah! It's like ooh. He, 
He was uh, he was fiery. He was fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, but six, 64 on Sunday to come back to finish T third and get your get your status. It's pretty strong. That was a lock. He was plus two fifty against John Rom for he Sunday. Was up by like yeah, he was up by like seven after thirteen holes. Smoked him. He smoked a lot of people on Sunday. Yeah, he did. He just boat raced people. Sixty four. Man. B. Hughes got on the coverage on Sunday morning. They interviewed him on Golf Channel. Oh, they did? Yeah. What did B. Hughes have to say? Just talking about pressures in the feet and all that stuff. Here's here's my only, and I was talking to somebody about this earlier. So that's the first time that, that Brendan had been on CBS, I guess, since he's had a resurgence or really been in contention the other two the win in bermuda and mayakoba were both on golf Golf channel Channel. Mm -hmm. i think like halfway through the broadcast on sunday i was uh, sitting there with rachel i was like this narrative has to change like i know so tired of it it was repetitive it's like this what are we on the third week of Bryson DeChambeau hitting the gym? Yeah, I mean, it's just like man. And I, I said I made a comment to Rachel. I was like, man, is the narrative ever going to change with this? And she had said that somebody wanted to do a story last week about the whole thing again, and that um, Brendan finally been like, no, like, not doing any more stories about this whole full swing yips or driver yips, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, I mean, just, it's tight. Like, he's been playing well now for over a year. Well let's, over a year. Let's quit going, talking about going, it. We're going back to the RSM November of 18. Almost two years. He Monday qualified for that one with a 61 and finished top 25. And we're still sitting here. Yeah, we're not. Me and you aren't. <laughs> no, no, we're we've been well past that. That I shit. I was past it quick. It's, it's kind of wearing you too. You're on the range and people come up to you like 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 you said. This is the first week of CBS. Nick Feld is probably out there like, how'd you get back from nothing? I mean, they're acting like he was just shanking it. <laughs> they, like, are, they are like it, like he had to look like Kevin Costner in um, Ten Cup. And then you know, they bring out the shooting the chili peppers. Points. Oh, this date last year, he was 1183rd in the world, and Dustin Johnson was number two. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm just tired of, I can only imagine him dealing with it because I, I was tired of hearing it. Yeah. I get it the first week, you know. Wow, that is pretty incredible. He came back and did that. But you're right. Once that new year started, why are we still doing it? Yeah. Who else had big resurgences like that though? Like like Steve Stricker kind of came back from. Yeah, they said nothing. Stricker did it twice. I didn't. So do they still do the comeback player of the year? Stricker got that twice. Stricker got the comeback player of the year twice. I think, I think you might have got like back to back years. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, it happened. It, yeah, I shouldn't say it happens more. It, it probably happens more than you think. Yeah. Let's see. Duval would come back. Ooh. No. Maybe with all his Golf Channel stuff, he will. Have you heard any more news on the Golf Channel information? No, I, only that, um, you know, they're moving the operations up to Stanford, Connecticut. But They're being a little hush-hush about everything. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knows what Brand, jobs Brand, they're keeping or what jobs they're not. Brandel Chamblee posted something on Instagram today. Do you see that? No. It was a picture of his bookshelf in Arizona. And what do you say? Let me find it. I got my phone right here, so it'll be pretty easy. Unless I don't follow him. Nope, oh, there he is. One new post from Brandel Chamblee. There is no book end in sight, I'm afraid. Happy to be somewhat moved in back in Scottsdale, Arizona. So what's that mean? I don't know. Is he is he kicked out of the golf channel? I don't think so. Maybe he just doesn't want to. I think you're going to get some people who just don't want to move to Connecticut. Yeah. Stamford, Connecticut. But I haven't I haven't read a whole lot. It sounds like it caught a lot of people off guard. But speaking of of golf channel and tv stuff how about the news with fox and the u.s open or the usga did you see yeah. that yeah fox just would they come out with it oh, i was sunday night maybe that they basically opted out of their last seven years of their usga deal and then the u.s opens going back to nbc my uncle's all fired up about it because he loves nbc I don't know. I, Fox was growing on me. I, I thought like what they're doing. The only thing that I did not like about Fox is they had Joel Clatt, who's a college football guy, doing the interviews after the round. Other than that, they showed more golf than anybody. They had more shot tracker. I thought they had better graphics. And as far the as graphics were awesome, I thought they they'd really done a good job. And I thought Joe Buck had done as well as he could have and then kind of adjusted I like Joe Buck to golf I thought Joe Buck was cool now we're going to be back with speaking of retirement does Johnny Miller come out of retirement for the U.S. Open that's what I said to him he he calls me yesterday and he's talking to me and he's like did you see the news I am so excited today and I'm like you're talking about your uncle yeah I'm talking about my uncle I'm like what news he's like the U.S. Open is back to NBC I, I missed it this and that and I'm like Oh, you really? And he kept talking about how I was going to be back home. I'm like, yeah, except Johnny Miller retired, and now you got to deal with like Paul Easinger. And is Davis Love going to be on it? I don't know. <laughs> the only good, the only good thing about it, from my perspective, was with this Golf Channel news. Maybe NBC getting the U.S. Open back will drive more support into the Golf Channel because the Golf Channel needs to stay around for the PGA Tour. Oh, 100 percent. They don't need to be. They don't need to be screwing around and and changing everything. By no means. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, the golf channel needs something, but when I mean, 
it's just dumb to say, but when they don't have golf to show, the golf channel struggles. Like as far as live golf. I mean the the T V shows that they've come out with have not been great. Are you just talking about during the COVID time? I'm just talking about any time. I mean morning drive is yeah. about unwatchable. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. But we're on we're on the same page. But it's just uh, just with that and then like I said, Fox making that big announcement was very interesting, I thought. But I Fox, wonder what I they, wonder where it came from. They I mean, tried to it, say in their statement that this fall it was gonna be tough with NFL and Major League Baseball and college football to have the U.S. Open. I don't know. I, maybe they just decided they were. Maybe they were losing money on that one. I don't know. But yeah, NBC picked it right back up. NBC picked it right back up. Um. So. Anyway, what were some other observations from me from last week? From last week. Uh. Phil Mickelson dropping bombs at 50. Yeah, he was impressive. Wearing some that was cool. sunglasses. That. How do you go from playing for however long he's played with no sunglasses to then wearing those sunglasses? I don't know. I don't hate it, though. <laughs> what about, okay, speaking of sunglasses, what about, what about Streelman? Oh, okay, hold on. Mickelson, do you think those were joggers? Yeah, what else were they? <laughs> I just thought they were really short pants. No, they had like little scrunchies. Like were they elastic at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was his birthday last week, too. He no, tr- his birthday. When was his birthday? Well, that was his first event as a 50-year-old. I don't know when. I think when his birthday might have been on Tuesday last week when we did our podcast. That guy does what? He just does some weird stuff. Bill Mickelson birthday. He just, he, he's he's the best. June sixteenth. What day is it now? June thirtieth. So two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. We were live for a podcast, weren't we? Yeah, was we should. Yeah. Should have had a birthday cake for him. That was that was the member guest preview pod. That was pre-member guest. Man, am I missing member guest? <laughs> Still. I haven't gotten my clubs out of the bag, and I'm nervous that I don't have them all. <laughs> I'm supposed to play Oak Hill in the morning. Ooh, big the time. New, the new Oak Hill. They redesigned Oak Hill. When's the next major at Oak Hill? 2023. And then they actually just announced the U.S. Amateurs coming there in like 2028, I want to say. Stepping um, up. You going to try to qualify? Yeah, you have to, right? Sure. Why wouldn't you? I- 2027. USM. How old will you be in 2027? Uh, what year is it right now? I'll be 40. <laughs> it's 2020. I turned 33 um, in an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, my. Was that last year that I wished you a happy birthday on the Instagram a day early? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I like, think it was. I had a, another one of my uncles texted me yesterday. 
and he sent me this whole thing of happy birthday, and I'm like, man, and he listens to this. So, Steve, shout out to Steve. Steve, I was like, I really appreciate it, man. You're a couple days short. He's like, he goes, are you sure? I've got it on my calendar. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess i got to think about it. That's not the worst question to ask me. <laughs> uh, so when people listen to this in the morning. It'll be your birthday. Hopefully you're going to get a lot of happy birthday texts tomorrow. I'm going to be on the golf course. So I, did, I actually did a couple of Instacarts today. I haven't done Instacart since like middle of May. Maybe before that, because it dried up up here. But today I was just, I bored and reached a new level. And I logged into the site, and there was an order, and I'm like, I'm just going to go do it. And I cranked it out, and then I just did another one. And on my other one, I ran into my friend, Ed K, and he's like, what are you doing in town? I told him I'd like to come up for my birthday on the 4th of July. And he's like, well, when's your birthday? I said, tomorrow. And then he kind of looked at me funny. I was like, you want to get a beer? <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, I need a fourth. You want to, you want, you, would you play Oak Hill at 8 a.m.? Like, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say it quick enough. <laughs> that's so, a, and, that's a good and invite. Then he, and then he texts me and he's like, 8 a.m., you good with that? Our caddy's okay. <laughs> so I got, I got a caddy tomorrow on my birthday. How long out. does it, how long will it take you to get to, Oak Hill from your house, 10 minutes? No. I don't know. It depends. Like Five minutes. Yeah. I used to make it under five for the candy lottery when I was like 17. <laughs> but that was that was at like 530 in the morning. You had to be there by 545 or something or six, whatever. And I wake up and just rush over there to sign in. Well. I wonder how many miles it is. I'm gonna, that's another thing I'm going to Google. With the well, yeah, no, I was gonna say with I guess with all the uh, 2.7 miles away. So, what time will you get there in the morning? Uh, we have breakfast, I guess it says a crow flies, it's like four miles driving. Are we allowed to talk about Oak Hill on the podcast? Why can't we talk about Oak Hill? I don't know. We can't talk about other places. Can't talk about yeah, yeah, you're right. This isn't like that. Oak Hill, they've been posting videos about their redesign. <laughs> they actually host more more majors. Um, I'll probably get there. I don't know. I might go get breakfast in the morning with Madeline. Uh, I'll probably get to Oak Hill like seven thirty. Get some rain balls. Hit a few putts. So people are back on Instacart because people are. Freaking out about COVID, right? Well, they never stopped, but a lot of the Instacart shoppers, I think, have quit doing it. The people that were doing what I was doing. So there's more jobs to get. No. If that makes sense. And for a little bit, there were too many people trying to do Instacart. So there were more people shopping than there were people ordering. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, the, I think the PJ Tour has done a good job with all this COVID BS. I don't know. They keep releasing the same statement every time somebody gets it. Well, that's fine, but they're not shutting down. Did you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what Alan Shipnuck or whatever was trying to do. Right. And he wrote an article 
there were seven positive tests out of like 2,800 people. And he said it was time to shut it down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you shut it down for that, then you're not coming back for like a year. I just, At I, don't, least. I don't get that. It gets you so the, the, tired the crazy of it. Thing, the crazy, did you see Cameron Champ? Yeah. He tested positive, and then the 72 hours following, he took three tests and negative each time. Well, and I saw the story on Brooks Kepka's caddy. He supposedly tested positive the first time, and then the second time he tested negative. And then let's talk about that. Brooks and Chase Kepka both test negative, and they withdraw out of yeah. what do they say an what's, abundance of caution. Just what's that all about? Stupid. Chase Kepka has no nowhere to play. He's playing the minor league tour. He finally Monday qualifies. And he withdraws because he's scared that his brother's caddy might give him COVID. Yeah, I mean, do you think did he get the stipend? I don't know. That would have been a... if you if you withdraw because of it, do you get a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You know what? Okay, so Webb Simpson withdrew because somebody in his family got it, and then. Supposedly, he's about it. He's okay. But supposedly, since then, everybody in the family's been negative, and now he's playing this week. So he took a week off. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Way to go. Way to go, Webb. Way to stand. He just wanted to take a week off after he won. I don't. <laughs> I don't hate that. But again, tell us, tell us you just don't want to play this week. You want to rest. Don't tell us you're retiring and then play next week. I just like think. If, I just think when, the. And if then you I saw... retire from Turner Wood and Smith, you're not showing up for work the next Monday. <laughs> no. Right? Absolutely not. No. You're not just showing up business as normal and and doing all your pitches. You're you're out of there. You might show up once in a while and say hi. Like I'm sure Daniel Summerhays would have shown back up on tour to watch a few events <laughs> if he can, if he can ever watch them again. Yeah. Man. I don't I'm, I don't know. They keep testing all these people, and the only one that I've seen that I don't think he even really had symptoms was Nick Watney. Everybody, then, everybody else has been asymptomatic, um, and that's just it's just crazy. I don't I don't get it. Like and Nick Watney stayed with. I didn't. Oh, yeah. So. Brendan's uh, normal caddy, Don, is friends with, good friends with Nick Watney's caddy. I don't know who Nick Watney's caddy is. And they were all three staying in a house in Hilton Head. So Nick Watney tests positive. So obviously he's out of the tournament. They tell Brendan's caddy that he can't go to um, where the Travelers in Connecticut, even though he's tested negative. And now they have told him he can't go to Detroit either. He and can't go to Detroit? He cannot he go there? to Detroit. Um, Brendan's got the same guy. It's Charles House caddy. Why isn't Charles Howell playing? Because Connecticut is a hot spot, and then he's not playing in Detroit. Is Charles Howell scared of it? I guess. Did you see? I mean, Brendan's caddy was... Been, this could have been my opportunity. <laughs> if Charles Howell tees it up, I could have been there with B. Todd. Did you see Brendan, Brendan's caddy was wearing a mask? Sometimes. <laughs> when he knew he was on TV. 
What was that all about? Oh, I think he's just super cautious. Yeah, but then like you wore when he was walking off the tee box, but then he'd be not wearing it in other places. <laughs> How about Brendan doing that interview after Saturday's run with that like N95 mask on? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? And, a man, and your girl Amanda was wearing one too. Half the time she puts it around her chin. Well, then she wasn't wearing them one when, when she interviewed uh, Dustin Johnson before that on see, Saturday. Did you, did you see Rory counting all the people that were around? No. On Friday, I think it was. Rory was getting all pissed off at people all week. For what? For move, moving around, driving their carts around. Like. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in the featured group. Clearly, a lot of people, a few more people are going to be around. But he was on one hole. And he like lagged his putt up, and then he's like, "This is just ridiculous." He and he just went one, two, three, four, and all the way up to seventeen. And he could see he was pointing at people, and he's like, "What are we doing here?" <laughs> and, oh. and they were like, "I mean, I don't know what he expects. You got volunteers and media and scoring. I mean, it's pretty standard to have seventeen people on a hole." <laughs> I didn't. My favorite of the week. Pretty funny. My, we haven't done auto press of the week in a while. What? Do you have one? Uh, no, not really. But I, I got a feeling on what you're about to say. You do? Mm -hmm. I want to hear your guess. You're going to talk about Jason Day. Dang! <laughs> How'd you know that? Are you looking at my? <laughs> no, you're in New York. Jeez. I just have that written down too because that is just so on brand for Jason Day. Is that the softest COVID response in the history of COVID nineteen? <laughs> And he did, and he didn't even have it. All right, I got a new auto press then, since he requested, since he predicted that one. All right, I'm auto pressing Wegman's Superfood Markets. For what? They are out of Fresca. <laughs> That's definitely an auto press. You said there was a shortage. Didn't you say there was a shortage last week? I thought there was, but Richard told me that they, that he had gotten Fresca like that same day. So I went to his Wegman's and. No fresca, and I even asked a guy. There was a guy like looking around in the soda section, and I'm like, I go, "Hey man," and he kind of snapped and looked at me. I'm like, "You looking for fresca too?" <laughs> like, like anybody in the soda section is looking for fresca. And he goes, "No, I don't think they've sold that shit since the '80s." <laughs> <laughs> so Wegmans has this like grapefruit soda thing that I that I've bought the last couple times and. The customer service people told me it's the same thing as Fresco, but they're convinced that there's Fresco in the store, even though there's not. <laughs> well, that's so definitely an auto press. But Jason Day, I mean, how did he even pee it up? Look, if you can't, this is my only gripe with with that, is if you can't be there and tee off when you're supposed to tee off, then you shouldn't be able to play. Like, that's part of the rules of golf that's your tea time if you can't get your test and confirm it's negative before then you shouldn't be able to play you should just have to withdraw instead he gets to go out and play by himself i just that's just so dumb to me and and it makes absolute perfect sense that it's jason day doing that i mean this is the guy that was that the u.s open where were they playing the u.s open when he just like collapsed and claimed he had vertigo on like the ninth hole. And then he played yeah. the rest of the back nine. 
says at Chambers Bay. He was yes. Like yeah. Like laying on a hill. Yeah, and just like in the on the ninth hole, and then he went and played the back nine with supposedly having vertigo. Like I don't think you can do that. What in the hell? He does it so many times. He does. I, hold on. How many times has Jason Day was drawn in his career? You remember? Uh, it was. I don't think it was last year, but um, it could have been two years ago. He withdrew from the Arnold Palmer, and then people are taking pictures of him when he was at Disney World with his family the next day. And he withdrew from like for like a back injury or something. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just everything with that guy. Jason Day has withdrawn nine times on the PGA Tour. Mm. So 2006. That's not that many, I guess. Seems like a lot. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why it seems like so many more than that. Who, who else is there that we could compare him to? And I'll, I'll tell Jason Day story. So my, it was after my senior year at Auburn, I was playing on the amateur circuit. So I'm 22. You're going to talk about that tournament that I don't like talking about. Yeah, you don't like talking about it. But I got paired with Jason Day, and he was 17 or 18. And it was the last round, and he made so many putts. And you can't make putts at Sunny Hannah. It's in Pennsylvania, and the greens are just ridiculous and he made so many putts and I always pulled for him because he was a nice guy he had Colin Swatton on the bag then too he did yeah way back then pretty cool I didn't know that he played the Monroe that year too I'm sure he had Colin Swatton on the bag then too you know those Australians they would come over and just stay the whole summer and and, they caused all sorts of trouble yeah they there were plenty of those but uh I always pulled for him, and now I've just gotten to the point where he's just such a hypochondriac on some stuff that he is. makes me mad. So he, he's he been playing on the tour basically since, like, I don't know, 06 was his first tour event playing. He's, he's withdrawn nine times. Ricky Fowler has played on tour full-time since 2009. Guess how many tournaments he's withdrawn from? One. Zero. <laughs> so it's not. Is, so it's not hard. This, this is once you've teed off. I'm not saying like right. You, sh- you showed up on Monday, and you know what? I tweaked my back. I'm not going to play this week. That doesn't count for WD. No, I'm with you. You can't. Jason Day's walked off the course, or not showing up for the next round nine times. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Have you ever done it? No. No. And I always turned in my card, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never one time did I not turn in my card. There was one time in a junior tournament. I had to drive back to Cartersville. And I was for the to finish out a par five. I had to hit my third shot into it. And it was the last day to shoot like 77. I drove back to do that. Just don't do it. You just finish what you, finish the golf tournament. My dad told me when I was young, he said, nobody remembers what you shot, but they remember when you quit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I can, I, I, I can tell you about people recently 
that I've seen that haven't turned in a card. And I wouldn't have remember, I would have never remembered what they shot or even talked about it. One of our you friends would, one of our friends would say that's a character flaw. Yeah. My, my dad told me that. And then he also, he followed it up with, and if you never turn it, if, if, if you ever get to a tournament and you don't turn in your scorecard, that's the last tournament you're ever playing. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I was like, well, oh, shit, man. <laughs> Post your score. 90- this 94 is going to look weird on the internet. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, they don't remember. Nope. That kind of goes back to my old assistant coach, Ryan Cabbage, used to say, when you got finished, and he'd be like, what'd you shoot? You don't say, well, I should have shot this, and sh- instead I shot 74. No, you just say, what did you shoot? 74. Right. Okay. Not what you should have shot or why you shot it. Just what'd you shoot? I want a number. Which that's, Give me that number. That's hard to do. But talking about uh, Jason Day, um, I, we saw some, some news today on Instagram that Brendan is in a featured pairing this week, and he's paired with Bubba Watson and none other than Jason Day. Mm-hmm. So, are they still doing free PGA Tour Live? I don't know. That'll be that'll be interesting. Hope Jason Day makes it to the T. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> if he just doesn't? This would be great you know, if he withdraws and right I, now. I I hope that he doesn't figure out that like like they can get in the second hole and the. I doubt he knows who Brendan Todd's caddy normally is, but maybe he knows Charles Howell's caddy. He'd be like, why are you with uh, Brendan this week? <laughs> oh, Brendan's caddy stayed with Nick Wani. Jason Day is gone. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Jason, so you had contact? Yeah. He is, he is gone. Yeah, he would He would withdraw in a heartbeat. Not Detroit's not that far from Columbus, Ohio, is it? No, he could definitely get home. He's gone. How about how about speaking of Detroit, we can move on to that a little bit. How about Chris Kirk being in the field? I mean, we didn't even mention it last week, but won the Corn Ferry event a couple weeks yeah. ago. What a story. Yeah. Why did that end on a Saturday? I think to just to get more exposure. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's I did very on. true. I did... Uh, so when the rain delay happened, I went out for dinner with uh, Madeline and her family because B. Todd was not going to win at that point. So I was like, nah, I don't need to watch the finish right now. I can watch it later. Yeah. So I I actually, I didn't, I made it seem like I was giving up the golf. I don't think she even knew that it was in rain delay. I just was like, <laughs> you know what, I can, I can go to dinner. But anyway. That's very nice of you. Yeah. So I got home. And the golf was over at that point, but I pulled up Twitter and I saw that the playoff was starting for the corn fairy tour. And I'm like, Oh, owner's in that. And then it's Daniel Summers. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> so I had, I had to pull it on. And that, that was the only reason I gave it, gave it any attention this week. Yeah. We, uh, we, uh, like I said, we ended up over at my parents' house watching it and all the, Kids were over there and everything, and so Brendan FaceTimed, and we 
basically watched the Corn Ferry playoff with Brennan on FaceTime and <laughs> talking about it because they're friends with the Summer Hayes and Oh yes. Yeah, and everybody was pulling for him. They had, everybody was pulling for him. Um Yeah, it would have been would have been amazing. Yeah. So that was that was pretty funny to watch that. But How I mean nobody hits the green in the first playoff hole on part four. It was five hundred and seventeen yards in the pouring rain. Yeah. I mean now nobody hit it in the fairway, but I don't know that anybody could have gotten there if they hit it in the fairway. Yeah, that's true. With water short and right, that that's got to be a converted par five. Real quick, Chris Kirk career earnings over or under sixteen million. It's slightly over. Yeah, seventeen. I just, I, yeah, I just saw it earlier today. Oh well, that's not a good question then. Yeah, I'm sorry. Seventeen point eight. That's one of those ones that I shouldn't have uh, told you that I knew that already. It's like, <laughs> yeah. should it's just like play along ever, with it? I remember Gus Peeps had the snake. Yeah. So our friend Will Peoples had a fake snake at member guest. Well, he got me good the, with it. In the morning match, John Wright told me about it. Uh, so but, you're on. Well, he still, he put it down next to number four T and I was getting on the right side of the cart and I was having a conversation with, with uh, Will's partner and we're just chatting and I stood on the thing, but it didn't phase me. And then they're like, they're like laughing and I look down and I'm just like oh but like I regardless of me knowing I still wouldn't have had any reaction because I just didn't comprehend what was going on and I was kind of like I blew myself in I was like oh I, I knew about the snake already but regardless I I would have been scared if I because I had completely forgotten until I saw it does that make sense oh yeah I thought VJ Singh's ruled as an Australian oh Australasian he hold on, say that again. They have they have a top Australasian on the game books. Oh oh, Austro. VJ Singh is an Australasian. Well, I guess that's where Fiji's over there. I, I was catching slack. We we haven't been doing like the, the top South African and top Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. David Literal. You were pretty good. Dude. You were pretty good at those there for... <laughs> I didn't even know we were doing that. <laughs> Top Asian thing. There's a lot of Asians. Okay, here's an, here's one other one that a guy that played well last week. And I know we were talking about sunglasses and he wore his sunglasses on the back of his head. I thought about that. Streelman. What, yeah. What, what was he... What Like, what was that? Like, I never saw them on his face. No. Never that's saw his face. That's is that your auto press of the week? Yeah, wearing sunglasses on the back of your head. They weren't even on his head. They were like on his neck. Like they were under you, the hat. Yeah, like how do you how do you swing and not have those things like flop all over the place? I don't know. You were big into the sunglasses last week. Well, it just well, I've also can't find my sunglasses since member guests. So maybe that's why I'm into sunglasses. <laughs> And nope. I never used to play with sunglasses until like 2013 or 14. I've never been able to. I never did. And then I got a pair once and 
pretty much I only play in sunglasses now. Even if it's slightly raining, I'll wear them. Okay, well, real quick, because I, I looked up Kevin Strillman earlier. Career earnings for Kevin Strillman over under $19 million. It's got to be under that. It's $21 million. $21 million for Kevin Strillman? $21 million. So he's, uh, he's moved up in the Ryder Cup standings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has. Stewart's, Stewart says the Ryder Cup is being canceled. Yes, yeah, it's being canceled. Did we talk about that already on here? No, but it's being canceled. It's being canceled. I've seen that a lot of places. Well, it's being postponed. Postponed. Just for a year. Would Brendan Todd, if, if he was given the choice of this at the beginning of the year, would he rather win the FedEx Cup or play in the Ryder Cup? Probably the FedEx Cup. But like, like, so let's say. Have you seen you the win, amount of money the FedEx right. Cup gets? But if if you win the FedEx Cup, he's not on the Ryder Cup. Okay, so it's it's one or the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think you'd trade off fifteen million dollars for the Ryder Cup for a year and try to get on it next next go round. But, but what about like the long term value of being a Ryder Cup member? I mean, Brett Wetterick was on the Ryder Cup team. True. What what long term values are Chad Campbell was on there? The only reason I knew Chad well, Campbell Chad played Campbell's. still played golf is that he tested positive for coronavirus today. Chad Chad Campbell over under thirty million on the PGA tour. Ooh. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say over. I think he's got like Chai, twenty six million. Twenty six million. I know Pretty he's close. made he made $800,000 on the Hooters tour. All right. Career, career on the tour. Rory McIlroy or Adam Scott? Who's got more? Ooh, it may be Adam Scott. Yeah. I, that was a tap in. When they count the career earnings, like, is that including FedEx Cup points? Oh, I don't know. Probably not because Rory, didn't Rory run the FedEx does, Cup last year? How does Adam Scott have more than Rory? Rory's got like, more than 15 wins on tour, doesn't he? Adam Scott's just been out there longer, I think. Justin Rose has more than Rory. No, it's just longevity. I'm sitting on my, I'm sitting on my back porch, and there's some shit going on with dogs or coyotes do or we something. Need, do we need to? That's what I say. Do we need to? Do we need to pause the podcast and you go check out what's going on out there? Do you hear it? I've heard some. It's a moving around. Do you, do you hear these yelps? Not anymore. Oh. Yeah, you probably heard me moving around. I went inside real quick. <laughs> well, who's your who's your pick this week? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb, and um, it's going to be my first time picking this guy. But I think uh, Dominic Dazelli is going to have a strong Oh. <laughs> Are we Actually, are we are we allowed to talk about what he yeah, did recently? Yeah, he's, if, if he if he doesn't want to talk about it, he can come on here and tell us not to talk about Ooh, it. Ooh, we went and saw B Hughes. Went and saw B Hughes the Friday the member guest. Wow, said it's the best lesson he's ever had. So is he hitting it better now? He's hitting it great. 
I think uh, I think my pick this week is going to be Victor Hovland. Had a good week last week. I think I think this is when when he he's going to break through, beat Bryson DeChambeau. Victor Hovland. Yeah. That's right, for Dan Purcell. Oh, speaking of Dan Purcell, I forgot to bring this up. You were talking about sports writers and and on ship nukes. <laughs> Dan Purcell. Ship nook. Whatever we don't we're, we don't like him. Dan Purcell got blocked by Jeff Shackelford. Really? For what? He he tweeted at him because Shackelford had done some uh, one of those ship nook tweets where he was talking about canceling the tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. And. Dan, Ponzi Dan, said, Today in bad golf writing, Karen Shackelford once again calls for a PGA Tour to shut down while abusing the English language. Elude is much different from elude. I'd ask you to stick to sports, but that wouldn't solve the problem. <laughs> Immediately blocked. <laughs> oh. yeah. Wow. So, that was that. Um, we just got through... You were making picks. I don't. I don't know how we got into that. <laughs> I don't either. I, I feel like I got to make another pick. Sure. Just for the just for the sake of it. Clearly, I picked Don. Always. Um, I actually was. I was thinking of Jason Day. Oh honestly. my god. I know. I know. I hate it. Oh my god. I hate it. Also, B Todd tends to ride these hot streaks. Once he yeah. gets going. He plays good for a couple weeks in a row. Man, his B Todd's ball striking was re, if just following along on the uh, on Shiling the first two days. I mean the first three days. I mean the amount of times he hit it inside ten feet was ridiculous. Yeah, and he said he wasn't going to play Detroit, but after like the tenth person told him that. The course was perfect for him. He decided he should go. Good. So, I mean, I think I think this could be another another good week where, you know, Rachel's mixing up watermelon margaritas on a Sunday, and we're <laughs> sitting there and hollering at the TV. Is that the drink that he? Is that his drink of choice? No, that's what that's what uh, Rachel decided to to make. When they did their tequila, when he picked his tequila a couple of weeks ago, there was a mixologist, and he gave him, I mean, it's fresh fresh watermelon and lime juice and something else. It was, it was really good. I had a few too many Sunday afternoon, but you did, yeah. You gotta get on the Twitter when you do that, dude. Come on. Nah, I don't need to get somebody's. Me. Somebody's dog is getting destroyed. In my backyard. Uh, Brennan Todd is plus 480 on the top 10. I mean, that, that's got to be the biggest lock of the year. <laughs> Five to one. Yeah. Easy. Easy money there. Uh, you know what I didn't know? And they, they, they talked about it a few times. He's like third from last in driving distance. Is that accurate? I don't know. So I saw something somewhere either yesterday or today that I had to 
strokes gain like yardage off the tee and said that he lost like 14 yards from the average. I don't know if that means he's third third from the last. They I don't were know. saying that on the year out of like, I think they said that there are like 225 people that have been on the driving distance stats. I guess we could look it up, but yeah, but that was, the driving distance stat, they only measure it like two holes. I don't, I think they've changed that. Oh, have they? Because they do it on every hole now with shot link. Here it is. Average gain, average yards gained off the tee. Brendan is in the bottom 10 and he's minus 13.7. Now, I don't know if that's how they do that is the player's tee shot on the hole minus the average distance on the hole. So on average, he's, he's Brendan is 13 yards behind the, where the average PGA tour player is on that hole. On that hole. Bryson DeChambeau is 16 yards ahead. So that's thirty that's yards it? between him and Brendan. Brendan Todd is two hundred and nineteenth out of two hundred and twenty five people in driving distance at two hundred and eighty yards. Yeah. You're 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 right though. It's only uh must only be two drives per round because it says total drives for him are hundred and twelve drives out of fifty six rounds. So they're not measuring every drive. I, I knew I knew what you were saying, that that's how they used to do it, but I thought they changed it. Steve Stricker's ahead of them. Spirit's ahead of them. <laughs> Come on, B. Todd, hit the gym. <laughs> <laughs> when you win through three rounds, you've only missed one fairway. But like what I what I was getting at with this, I've watched him play a couple times. I mean, not a, not as much as you have, but he doesn't seem short to me. No. Like, he seems like he moves it pretty good. I mean, I think he hits his irons as far as most of those guys do. And my, my brother said the same thing. My brother watched him in L.A. this year. He, he followed his whole route. And my brother was like, I didn't know that he was that far back on the driving distance. Um, and he he told me the stat. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, he's like 225th on the tour. I was like, I didn't know that either. I figured he was better in the middle of the pack lengthwise yeah I've, I've always said he's pretty pretty average maybe a yeah, touch on i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say he's long but like i think he's longer than a guy like jim herman or my guy roberto castro ball striker ricky barnes is 201st i, I always thought ricky barnes bombed it your brother is 201st uh johnson wagner <laughs> duffer uh, duffer's hitting it way by his or way by B Dodd. See, I don't. I wouldn't think so. Brian Gay, Brian no Gay's one hundred eighty first. He's hitting it eight yards by B Todd on average. No way. Yeah. I mean, like you really? said, that's that's two drives around. I mean, I've seen some of these guys hit it and they move it. <laughs> now I agree. Bill, Bill Haas, he's one hundred fifty second. Bill Haas bombs the ball. Like Brian Harmon is ahead of Ricky Fowler. Brian Harmon hits it. I would think Brian Harmon would be last. He's like 250. <laughs> Shoot, Patton's 141st. This is fake news. <laughs> when you take two drives around, I mean, if you miss it one, 
you're going to say you hit one 310 yards and then you duck hook one into the rough and it goes 250. I mean, okay, your average is 280. Right. I mean, that can get skewed quickly. How did Jimmy Walker's experiment go with his uh, steel shafted driver? I don't think very well. I think he hit it all over the lot. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you just grab persimmon woods, too? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want to use the technology? Yeah. You you got dial up internet at your home? Yeah, just just because. Jimmy Walker's. People don't do that. Yeah. Jimmy Walker's taking the bus to every tournament. (laughs) Loser. Hmm. All right. Who did I pick? I picked Jason Day and Dominic Pizzelli and Brennan Todd. <laughs> Do you want to pick any more? Yeah. Um, I think Ricky's due for a good week. Ugh, I not like Ricky Fowler this week. Sung James playing again. Abe Answer. You want to pick him too? He's been playing. He's no. been hot. No, he's out. He's out. He's tired. Four weeks in a row for a lot of guys. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And then they go, when next week they go to the Memorial for two weeks? Yes. yes. They should just make that an eight-round tournament. <laughs> yeah. Y'all can go home for a few days in between. And then no, we're don't be even. Just, 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 keep, just play eight days in a row. Four, day, four rounds, then a cut. And then go. That's going to be really odd. I think it's going to be cool. I think the course will play, like, it's got, it's got to play softer the first week. I guess we can talk about that next week. Yeah. That's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Two straight weeks at the same golf course. All right. Well, I'll try and get a cool picture tomorrow from the Oak for the, uh, for the pod. Are phones allowed? Yeah. All this right. Isn't, well, this isn't, I mean, it's an uppity place, but it's not that bad. I hope you get a lot of birthday text. Have a good week, JP. Happy early birthday. <laughs> Thanks, Stuart. See ya. Yeah! Great putt, man.